Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Aplastic Anemia and MDS International Foundation's podcast for patients. Uh, This series is brought to you through the generous support of patients, families, caregivers, and our corporate partners, including Celgene. My name is Julie Powers, and I'm the Senior Director of Patient Advocacy at AAMDSIF. Our guest today is Mark, an MDS patient from Connecticut. Hey, Mark, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Right. Well, I wanted to talk to you today because when you and I got on the phone, you and I had an absolute blast chit-chatting, and I thought you'd be an awful lot of fun to interview um, so that patients like you could hear from somebody like them. So let's talk a little bit about you and MDS. How did you find out that you had MDS or myelodysplastic syndrome, as it's officially called? I had some back issues with one of my discs in my back, and my doctor said, well, you haven't had an MRI uh, about your spine or back in a while. Why don't you have one? And I did, and the radiologist saw an abnormal cell in one of the disc areas, and my doctor immediately had me tested for everything, uh, bone scan and just just everything, and then it moved into uh, a bone marrow a biopsy, and that's how it was discovered. Wow. That's a little bit of a different path than some patients take. It was coincidental, you know, and he said, hey, you know, if uh, you hadn't had that uh, MRI, you might be walking around feeling pretty damn good and not knowing you have MDS. Okay. You must have well, been born anyway. on a lucky, uh, you, you must have been born under a lucky star, Mark. Well, <laughs> okay. Uh <laughs> So sure. so yep. cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I know you found out about your MDS by accident, but that doesn't mean that your treatment is by accident. So what do you right. what are you doing for treatment these days? How are you and your doctor treating your myelodysplastic syndrome? Um, they're not <laughs> actually. It is a just a watch and wait kind of protocol. Um, you know, the doctor had suggestions. You know, who is a specialist in this in that world and said, look, you know, you don't smoke. No, you're pretty damn healthy. That's good. See if you can cool it with, if you drink, you know, see if you can cool it with that and not go overboard. And there's, (laughs) and there's nothing much else, you know, you can do. I mean, there's no, I'm not taking anything for it. No medications or any, anything. Good to know. At the moment. At the moment. So, it's what they call watch and wait, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. And do you go to the doctor every month, every three months, every six months, something like that? Yeah, every every six months for blood tests. And at this uh, oncology place, it's really quite amazing. They take your blood in about five minutes, bang, they have the results. And, you know, every test there is, you know, every... Uh, everything there is to be covered in in the blood world and i've no i've noticed they you know they've said look you're stable that's great but your hemoglobin is going down you know very slightly sort of every time we see you but just uh they haven't said you know show up in one month or one week or you know three months, they said, no, no, just 
we'll okay. check it again. The, le- the next time is in February. For All me. right. Well, and I'll put that on my calendar because I'll give you a call after you, after you get checked out so we can t- oh, talk about and it. it. Well, And I can tell you about my scanxiety, okay. if you know what that is. I do indeed, <laughs> but why don't you tell people listening what your scanxiety is? Okay, well, I do this routine where I get, you know, obviously nervous about going to the specialist. So a week or two before, I have my regular doctor give me a blood test and tell me the results. So if they're okay, and they have been, um, I can walk in there and feel confident you know, that uh, <laughs> it's not going to be something horrible. And, Wait, you, know. you get a test before your test? <laughs> That's what, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. That's I awesome. mean, because, because the specialist test is really, you know, unbelievably thorough. And, uh, you know, the regular doctor that has to go out to a lab and you get the results in a couple of days. But that's how I conquer my scanxiety. I love this. What a great idea. Go to your regular doctor who you know real well to do a... Right. Wow. You're... You... I have never heard of anybody doing that, Mark. I love this. What a great idea. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of neurotic and it's kind of, uh, you know, (laughs) hypochondriacal, but it helps me, you know, because... If my doctor had bad news for me, my regular doctor, that would, wouldn't be great. But we know each other so well. The specialist, it's a little less personal. Absolutely. So, well, I think, I, yeah. think, I like that you found a solution to deal with the anxiety that comes with having a disease like MDS. Mm-hmm. So, so <laughs> you've had MDS for a while now. And you, never, and you didn't do anything else crazy. But are, are there any things you've had to give up? Like, you know bullfighting or you know diving with sharks no i i uh i'm 73 and i have a a wonderful house in connecticut with a lot of hiking and walking roads right out my front door i have two great dogs and i take them for walks and you know going uphill you know gets gives you a good workout for a couple of miles and uh that's that's it. You know, I have a a mini gym downstairs, and I do some weight things, but uh, nothing, you know, crazy. Okay, so your extreme sport career is over. I'm yes. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I remember mm-hmm. you and I were talking about that, and so I like to tell you the things you're not allowed to do, including um, evil Knievel motorcycle jumps. Right, or, yeah, Bungee jumping and uh, that's right. I told yeah. you no bungee jumping. Mostly these these things that we you and I laugh about are mostly just to make sure that your bone marrow that is working that keeps working in the right way and doesn't have to deal with anything anything that came up uh, a serious injury or something like that. Right. But I also like to give you a hard time. That's fine too. <laughs> People out there who don't know Julie Powers, we're all lucky that she's. Uh, available for questions and phone calls. Anytime, Mark, you know it. So I have a question for you about the people and the dogs who take care of you. So because I know that a lot of times our patients who have myelodysplastic syndrome or aplastic anemia or PNH, they ask about 
the caregivers, which is the broad word for family, loved ones and such. So can you talk a little bit about how you, your family and your loved ones, your good friends, how they've supported you when you were diagnosed and, and as you're living with MDS? Well, it wasn't great news right off the bat, and but it it settled down when I learned that, well, I could, you know, go on for quite a while, even when treatments have to start, and, you know, looking forward to more research, etc. So that gave me comfort. I mean, everyone... Uh, my family was kind of a you know like upset and what the hell is this and everyone r- runs to the internet you know and that wasn't great but it it all calmed down when they saw that after literally years that I was still uh, walking around and you know doing well. <laughs> That's great. Well, and I, I I appreciate what you said about running to the internet because sometimes the things we find online yeah. aren't always the truth. Well, so, yeah, but uh, anyway, they, you know, my daughters and my wife looked it all up, and they started looking into all the different, uh, you know, treatments and medicines and transplants and all this stuff, and you know, after a month. Everyone calmed down, and that was that. That's great. And, you know, this, my uh, oncologist said, you know, you really could, this could be 10, 15 years uh, with nothing until, you know, some treatment has to start. But who knows? We'll, well, I think you've got a, my fingers. I think you've got a great attitude, and you've figured out how to deal with uh, your anxiety by getting your test before you have your test. And That's right. If if there's one thing that you would like to tell other folks who maybe are more recently diagnosed with MDS and specifically the lower risk kind that you have, is there any sage wisdom or advice that you'd like to give to them? I think it's about, again, just, you know, don't do any high risk activities. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as first of all, and uh, I would, you know, I was told that if you're a heavy drinker, that's bad news. And if you drink, uh, you know, cautiously, just keep, you know, keep doing that. And other than that, live your life to the fullest. And I think the when you feel good, like, like I do, I feel okay. That's, uh, just think about that more than the future. Oh, what's around the corner, you know, and to be able to go to these podcasts, I mean, and web webinars and meetings and speak to other people and doctors, etc. But, you know, that's, limiting up to a point and when you have to just be by yourself and your family and friends and uh that's about that's great mark i appreciate that and you know so many people get diagnosed just like you did um maybe by accident maybe not quite so as by accident as your your diagnosis but but on a regular blood test 
And so it's a little shocking when you get diagnosed and it takes a little time to settle into the new normal, huh? Oh, absolutely. Of course. You know, especially, you know, what I did is when I found out um, about it and it didn't seem from all the scans and the fish, you know what that is, right? The fish test. It's one of the diagnostic tools for MDS. Yeah. Yeah. And the... The liquid in the, the, whatever that's called, in the bone marrow that they draw out. The flow, uh, they use it for flow cytometry, yep. Yeah, all that stuff. You know, the, the numbers were, were pretty good, but it's, it's kind of difficult living with the idea that it's a progressive thing. And I guess everyone's syndrome a combination of things related or that's part of MDS are sort of all different. I don't think it's like a one thing that's going to, everyone's going to react and have the symptoms in, in the same way. You know, that's a really yeah. good point, Mark, that there are so many different kinds of MDS. There's the risk, yeah. there's the risk levels, the risk levels are because of the different mutations that might be present in your disease. And that's why yeah. the testing that you're talking about is so important. So now the way we do the testing is so much different from just 20 years ago. So the flow cytometry and the fish test are two of the newer ways for our doctors to test our bone marrow to really see what's in there so they can make the best possible uh, diagnosis and treatment options for you. So yes. As patients are going through the process, um, you learn a lot of new acronyms. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. And, uh, and you learn an awful lot about um, how different each patient is, which you've just talked about. So I, I appreciate you bringing that up. So yeah, I was wondering, um, mm. as somebody who was diagnosed, well, I, actually, I don't actually know how many years ago you were diagnosed. I should ask that. Well, actually, it was where my regular doctor saw something that I was kind of anemic Mm -hmm. and that was the beginning of it. And that was 2015. Um, Okay. So four years ago and then you had your back. When did you get your back MRI? That's about three years ago. Okay. So at least, so you got a pretty quick turnaround on the diagnosis. So you've been living with this, with the, with the MDS diagnosis for what, three years about? Yes. Okay, great. And, you, and you're in your 70s. So mm-hmm. um, that's about right on for when MDS gets diagnosed in patients. It's usually diagnosed yeah. in, you know, late 60s to, you know, early 80s. So you're... Yes. For the, one, for the first and only time in your life, Mark, you were perfectly average. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, but okay, yeah, yeah. All right. But yeah, so, so I think, uh, I, think it's, I, I really appreciate you talking about your kind of MDS, which is different from other people's kinds. So, so that's good to know. So you keep busy too, obviously. You've got family and friends and you're, um, you've got your dogs to take for long walks and you exercise uh, regularly and eat healthy. Are you still working? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Very, and, yeah. And you like to travel, right? Uh, A little bit. A little bit. I mean, we have a house in uh, Santa Fe, so well, was, uh, well, I'm, I'm not there now, which is too, it's too bad because it's horrible here in <laughs> Connecticut at the moment. I don't know about down there with you guys, but... It's gray. 
Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. And so, you know, you're still able to travel and do all the things that you want to do and spend time yeah, with, your, with your loved ones. I had to go to L.A. for business for three days, and that's a long plane ride. And it helps that, you know, L.A. Uh, has fabulous weather, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but then I had to come right back and and start working. But, you know, the other thing that I, I think I told you about the, the webinars, and I tried a few of those things, and it was such... It seemed like such voodoo to me, and the doctors are talking fast and showing showing charts, and I'm wondering, okay, what, what, where, how can it be helpful to me? And then they have patients ask questions. I don't know. I don't mean to be a, you know, negative about it, but you know, I'd be reading things and looking at these charts, and it said even if you have the lowest lowest risk. MDS, that could be bad. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh man, what is going on around here? You know, for who knows a bunch of reasons that I, I don't remember, but I remember if you have an XY with a two and a seven, like, oh no, you know, look out. <laughs> I think we figured out why medical school wasn't wasn't in the cards for you, Mark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the good news is, is you you have other pursuits. But I'll say that we know that our patients all learn in different ways, which is why we do webinars, but we also have conferences and we do printed and digital publications and then we do our podcasts. So somebody listening to this podcast down the road might hear you talking and say, hey, I'm a lot like that guy. And that's why we wanted to do a podcast interview with you. But I, you did mention this and this is how you and I connected, which is you called us and you and I, ended right. up, we ended up on the phone and you and I talked through your lab results, understanding, of course, that I'm not a doctor or anything, um, yeah. but I've seen a lot of lab results, and you and I talked it through, and I think by the time we, we were done, you had a pretty good understanding of why you were where you were. So Yeah, but it, it's very important, I think, for people who are listening uh, know about you and the organization, because it's very, very comforting to talk to someone who knows all about it. You know, again, who's not a doctor, but you're so upbeat and positive. I just hope everyone who's looking for some answers to things or wants to talk to someone who understands it calls you. We are so grateful for your support and the support of so many patients and their families who who volunteer with us, who contribute to us, who help host walks and wing flings and things like that to help us uh, fund research into MDS and the other bone marrow failure diseases. But it really is our privilege to be here to serve the patients and families that are affected by bone marrow failure disease. And I love what I do, and I love our patients, and it is a lot of fun. But for those folks who are listening and might want to talk to us a little bit more, um, uh, you can find more about our, our organization at aamds.org. You can always give us a call at area code 301-279-7202. As you go through the uh, list of options, just press the number two and you'll get to the uh, patient education crew. So we're always there to help. And even if it's after hours, we'll get back to you the next day for sure. But I want to thank you, Mark, for joining our podcast today. We really couldn't do the work we do without patients like you. And for everyone else following along at home, we have podcasts with patients 
um, from all different uh, all different diseases. And we hope that if you're interested in in being on a podcast with us, you'll let us know. Send an email to help h e l p at aamds.org. And that's it. Thanks. <laughs>